everybody once again oh sorry hello once again to my favorite entrepreneurs artists and ambitiously creative minds it is day 145 but who is counting our guest today is not only in much better shape than all of us but he's currently helping men all around the world build sustainable social confidence and attract the life they deserve through through his fitness and mindset mastery program simon thompson welcome to the weekly profit so excited you agreed to do this i think we're gonna we're gonna really dive into some cool stuff absolutely yeah my man appreciate it. and first of all i just want to say to you and your listeners like you know uh thank you for 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 doing all these sort of things you know that there, there, there should be more people like you you know that they really just care you know they want to they want to help they want to spread value and and really just have an open mind i think the issue today is people are too close-minded they don't put themselves out there they don't seek information they don't travel they don't they just stay in their little bubble their little comfort zone and one two three they ended up in a wheelchair or in, in a bed and then they're dead and then they will regret why the fuck didn't i didn't i go all out you know so congratulations for you for for doing that yeah no man i really appreciate that i'm glad because that's really the whole goal that's all i want to do is really learn and i know podcast opened the door for me as far as like it gets you in the room with high value people without having to go see them or go physically be in person with them um but yeah we're gonna hit on a lot of stuff today um really i want to start kind of just how you start your day because something that stood out to me in your background is we have like the exact same morning routine so <laughs> you talked about this five-step morning routine and i'll let you walk through it but like you know hitting the gym fasted listening to podcasts in the gym hitting the cold shower and then immediately rolling into you know your mindset your meditation stuff like that yeah can you, when did that start for you and why is it, why was it so important to establish a morning routine, you know, and kind of like, let's, let's go through there. Yeah. 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 I think, I think definitely, you know, uh, it, it really depends on where the person is, you know, in terms of like how much time they should spend, what are they doing? What are their focus area and these sort of things right now? You know, like, uh, it, it's the same as the gym, you know what I mean? Like when you train for 15 years, like I have, like, I don't think about what i should eat how i should eat i don't think about almost what i should train how i should train it's just second nature okay i feel like it's just it feels like one percent of my mental capacity and my day thinking about my my health you know what i mean because it's such an automatic thing so so it really depends on where where, where people are at on their journey you know the, the reason why i got into you know personal development and in particular my morning routine was because i needed to I needed to take control of my mind at that stage. Like I, you know, dealt with a lot of, you know, social insecurities, anxiety, um, you know, coming off drugs from literally the age of 14 all the way up to 19. I've really, you know, damaged my, my self repetition with myself, my self-esteem and my self-confidence. So, you know, fitness for me back then was really the, the the catapult to me starting cleaning up in my life and start changing in my life because it was something I could control. It was something I could do every single day. It was something I could show up to and it was something something I could get an immediate response to. Hey, you did your best today. Hey, you made progress today. Hey, you look different today. And hey, it started to change your belief that you had about yourself. Okay. So, so the, the morning routine and the mindset routines and that sort of thing was really just an extension to that, AKA something I could control and something I had immediate response from, meaning, you know, you hit the cold shower or the cold plunge, boom, you will feel something. You sit in the sauna, you did a meditation, boom, you will feel something completely different afterwards. 
So I just really started to fall in love with that, that, that burst of energy and these feelings and that strength and that confidence and that self-esteem it gave to myself doing these sort of routines there. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that's, that's really, you know, like, again, as I said to you right now, like, like the way I'm doing my routines right now is really just a, um, look, in the end of the day, bro, everybody is having their routines, whether they know it or not. Everybody has their routines. They wake up roughly at the same time. They do the same thing first thing in the morning, whether it's making them better or making them worse. I just really make it, made it a habit to do things first thing in the morning that makes me better, that makes me strong, that sets me up for the day. I know first, for like, like if I'm checking my phone first thing in the morning, oh, I'm just, oh, I need to check this WhatsApp or I need to check this email. I need to go into that Slack channel because we had this problem yesterday. Instantly, I can feel my energy is pulled away from me because I'm so aware of that energy and that presence that I'm building from, 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 from just being centered in and, and, and honed in, you know? So to answer your question, you know, a long, long answer to your question, it's like, the more you get in tune with yourself, the more you also feel if you're not in that presence, in that like high performance state. Okay. And I think too many people, they never get there because they're just, blah, 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 blah. they go around, they do their thing. And then they're not really aware of their body and their mental state. So that's really what I'm getting out of the, the morning routines. Yeah, no, I really like what you said there. Cause you said like, we really, we have a morning routine, whether we like it or not. And then kind of like what you touched on at the end, I'm curious. I heard that about your story, just reading through some of your stuff that you struggled with drugs as early as 14, 15. And there's a lot of people who can yeah. relate to that. There's a lot of guys who turn around at 18, 19, but they, like why I the first thing that came to my mind was really what put you there in the first place and then when did it start to occur like what was the trigger of oh this actually isn't so good for me if that makes sense yeah yeah absolutely like what why did I start drugs um I was never running away from from something because I was you know a very uh confident strong kid you know i was the the football guy you know what i mean i was to be honest i was the popular guy i was you know uh, i was i was just very i just i I just remember i was very strong like all the way from year five year six you know out in the playground playing football like i I was always in control so i think you know uh, to go full circle and i will i will answer that the reason why i also got triggered at the end is because i'm not that kid i'm not weak i'm not a drug addict i'm not freaking like out of control i was this like kid that actually had some success with his sport so you know the the reason why i got into drugs was simply just because i kind of like um stopped playing football quite early i started when i was five high level you know really good at it but then it kind of like just you know i lost interest very early as well like 12 13 14 you know getting into school girls going out, like going to these parties, whatever, house parties, whatever you do when you're 14, kind of like just stimulated me a little bit more. And that was really the, the cliff between when I stopped to, you know, I had some fun. I was still, you know, innocent and that sort of thing to really get sidetracked and be like, I have nothing that, that, I'm, that I'm spending my time on, nothing positive, nothing good. And that's really just what sidetracked me into drugs. I think all of us, first of all, should have something, one thing that we're very good at, especially early on, or even now, find one thing that you just like freaking, 
you know, you see the, the, the painting on the wall, you know, like my little nephew, he's eight years old. He's amazing at drawing out things. I look at his, his painting. I'm like, damn, dude, like, how do you do that? Eight years old. He can just, the eyes and the shadows and that sort of thing. And I like, like, go, 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 bro. Like, like, that's amazing. Do that. You know, he played football as well. So I think a lot of the times it's important for people to have one thing they do. One thing they almost like build a little bit their self-esteem and their self-identity around. So I lost that. Got sidetracked to drugs, got into drugs. And again, I'm just very all out kind of like personality. I want to be the best at playing football. You know what I mean? And automatically I became the best at doing drugs. Okay. It wasn't because I was running from anything. It was just like, hey, how high can I become? How fucked up can I become? And that just really just, yeah, became too much over, over six years of, of, of doing it, you know? Yeah. So what triggered me then to stop it was, me feeling so terrible about myself, like really destroying my confidence, really destroying my self-esteem, um, de destroying my body from a sexual standpoint. I couldn't perform anymore with my, my girlfriend. I didn't go out anymore seeing people. Like it was just really just a lot of accumulations of losses and, and, and you know, uh, letting myself down, you know what I mean? To, to one day kind of like trying to quit, trying to quit. What are you doing, idiot? Why are you not stopping? Trying to quit, trying to quit. And then Cindy just hit a point where I, I, I booked in an appointment with a psychologist that, that sat me down for a couple of sessions. And I remember the sentence that really changed everything for me. It was like, Simon, there was second session. You said, Simon, every time you're letting yourself down, every single time you're doing drugs, every single time you're doing something you know you shouldn't do, you are going back to that person you don't want to be. You're going back to that person that can't perform in bed. You're going down to that person that, that hates himself. You're banging yourself two steps backwards. And that was really the first time I had this association with like, if I do this activity over there, I don't really like it, but why do I keep doing it? But like, you're going to go back to this person now. And that, bro, I don't know why, but that was literally, that was the change for me because I literally went out there afterwards and started to say, no, no, I can't come out tonight. No, like, no, I don't want that. I don't want that line Coke. I don't want to do this. And since then, bro, I haven't done any drugs since then. And that's 10, 12 years ago. No drugs. Wow. Um, that, that, was, that was the shift, you know. So, so, but that, that, again, I was really smart there. So I started to quit. I started to say no. But then I'm like, okay, what now? Like, what do I do now then with my time, with my energy? And that's when I just threw everything into fitness back then. Something I could control something I could do every single day, something that stimulated me positively with my self-esteem and my confidence. And I just got addicted and obsessed to that. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I became good at it. Gotcha. So that was, that was really it then. No, I like that. Cause it's like, I think people get so obsessed with like, you kind of just hit on like a simple point. Like what's a promise you can make to yourself every single day that you could upkeep. And it can be something or like, what's something that you even on another basis, like what's something you love to do? that you have access to do every single day. And like, just like starting with that. But I think people, whether it's society influencing them or whatever, they get so obsessed with what that's supposed to look like that they don't even start. They just go to maybe the crowd. Like you said, the crowd's doing drugs, the crowd's partying, the crowd's, the crowd's working jobs. They don't like, you know, as I always like to yeah. say, like, you know, yeah. um, but you also hit on the fact that you went and saw a psychologist. I mean, you had that awareness. When did it like, where did that kind of come in? Cause I think there's some guys that maybe that's all they're, they're missing. I even personally just recently started looking into it. Cause I know 
like as an entrepreneur at my age and at my level, like it's, it's hard to find people who relate to you. So on some of those days, my head does kind of go there. I'm curious, how did you get to that point? What were kind of maybe some of the signs and, you know, can you walk us through like that process a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's something I really, you know, teach my guys around today, you know, even when, when, when they're coming into the programs and when they're joining the programs, it's like without pain, okay, there's no progress. Without pain, there's no progress, okay? So if you're not moving, if you're not progressing, if you're not changing, raise the pain, okay? And for me back then, it was, it was as, as stupid and simple, as silly as it was, it was, it was purely because of that sexual inability to perform in bed. I remember literally, this is a true story. I was at work the next day, was with my, my girl at that time, the night before, couldn't perform with her. And I was like, what the fuck? Why did that keep happening to me? Like, like literally, that's annoying. Like, just like childish. That's annoying. Like, I'm sick and tired of this keep happening to me. Went on the computer and typed in uh, uh, sexual therapy, sexual therapy sort of thing. And literally booked in an appointment with that guy the next day. Drove down there in the, in the company car. I, I worked as an apprentice in a, in a sales organization sort of thing. Had a session with him, right? It was like this old 55, 60-year-old guy. He was like a therapist, relationship therapist. And I came in there. I'm like, bro, like, why can't I perform? I'm freaking 19 years old. You know, I should be able to do that. My testosterone, blah, blah, blah. And it kind of like just shifted into what's the real problem, okay? Self-esteem, not feeling like I'm good enough, letting myself down, doing drugs, you know, that, 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 that was it. So... To answer your question, it's like people aren't moving if there's no urgency and no necessity for it. I was so like annoyed just from a, a, a surface level angle of like, I want to perform with my girl. That was it. I didn't think about drugs at that time. I didn't think about confidence. I didn't think about self-esteem. I didn't think about anything. I'm like, I want to move this little, this little ball. I don't want that to be in my life anymore. And that triggered the, the whole domino. You heard that example before. You know, one problem just solves the whole thing, you know what I mean? Or opens the door to solving the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So I think for, 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 uh, for your listeners and for guys right now, it's like, number one, what, what, is, what are you trying to accomplish right now? Because you might not be in that like, you know, like I'm going to, I hate my life. I hate myself right now. I want to get to the next level as an entrepreneur. I want to get to the next level in my, my, my health and my well-being. What is one specific area right now that you want to move the ball in? Okay. Get disturbed about why aren't you able to move the ball in that area right now? Okay. If you want to lose weight, if you want to get in shape, what is the obvious first little like domino problem that you need to move right now? A lot of guys come to me, you know, 5, 10, 15 kilo overweight. They have a little bit of, of too much excess fat around their love handles and their stomach. Bro, go and look in the mirror. Pinch your fat in your stomach. Look at you. Be disturbed with the way you're looking right now and the choices you made for the reason why you're there right now. Pin post and be like, let's fucking go. I'm sick and tired of this thing here. The reason why I don't want to be here anymore is X, Y, and Z, right? I feel ashamed going to the beach, going down the street. Every time I'm buying new clothes, right? It's, it doesn't fit me. I can see that little spare tire around me. Nobody wants to be with me. I'm single. I'm sitting at home Friday, Saturday, Sunday night. Nobody wants, like, whatever. Just blow up the pain, 
okay? Because then you will move to actually take that first step of getting a trainer, getting a coach, getting on a diet, setting up your routines in the way you have to do. And that's the beginning to actually doing something about it. Mm, no, I really like that. That's super, super cool. Because it's like, it's again, like I feel like we live in a society where it's like, they teach you to like not really think about those things and like not worry and like, but like if 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 you want change, you got to change. And like, if, like you said, how you get to that change a lot of times is bringing it completely to your attention, whether you, you know, are being hard on yourself or not. If that's what gets you to start moving, then like, those are the things you need to do. Like, it's funny. You said like the pinching of the love handles, like been there, even like somebody will look at me and think I'm in like pretty good shape. And I'm like, no, been there, been in the mirror being like, no, why don't I have a six pack? Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm not doing yeah. And the first thing is like, exactly that it's like no i haven't been doing the work to get a six-pack i've been eating right i haven't been yeah. doing you know xyz so i really like how you hit on that and it'll kind of segue into the next way i want to go with this when did you decide you wanted to kind of shed a light on the fact that people could experience the same transformation you did and then definitely talk about what you're currently doing and how you're helping people accomplish that yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so, you know, the, the quitting drugs, getting into fitness kind of like started to build the foundation around my, my discipline and, 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 and fake confidence, I would say so. Um, mm. Because I started to have success. I started to win. I started to become really good at it. I competed as a fitness athlete, you know, like high level in Denmark, Danish championships, nationals and that sort of thing and became like one of the best one in Denmark. So my obsession really drove me to become one of the, the best fitness athletes. Now, where things really shifted and when I had my, what, what would I say, my second transformation was when I decided to move to, to Australia when I was 22 years old. Cool. I didn't run away from anything. I wasn't like upset with anything. I just finished my like, like, uh, last show. And I think three months after, that's when I left to Australia. I just always wanted to travel, always wanted to live outside. And that was really, that was the time saved up my money and I booked my ticket and I went to Australia. Now coming to Australia was really where, where things shifted again, because I went to Australia by myself, no friends, English, very basic, you know, you learn it in school and that sort of thing. I could navigate myself around, but, but you know, English is obviously your, your first language, but, but everybody that, that doesn't have English or whatever country they're going to as their first language, know what I'm talking about. You literally feel like you're reborn. You feel like you're a kid again. You have to learn to walk and talk. That's literally how it feels like. You can sit in a room with, with adult people, but it's like you can't formulate. You, you can't communicate in, in, in the way you used to. You can't tell a story. You can't be funny. You can't you have that banter. And that's such a like, like, it sounds so simple and so silly, but that's really just everything we are. It's communication. It's how we express ourselves. Right. So, so when that is taking away from you, it hurts you. Okay. Especially if you're having unsolved, whatever that is, issues, self-esteem, self-confidence and that sort of thing. So that's really when I got super aware and, 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 and sensitive and, and feel like I developed that social, social insecurity from, because the first year I was there, I couldn't be myself. Okay, couldn't communicate, couldn't speak, couldn't couldn't be around people in the way that I wanted to be and relaxed in social situations. So so that was really what 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 started me on like proper personal development. 
You know, I started with Tony Robbins back then, going to his live events, buying courses on self-esteem and self-confidence. And that's really where all these practices that I'm doing today started to come. Okay, my morning routines, meditation, writing down journals, releasing trauma, uh, you know, breath work. Like I would do all sorts of crazy stuff back then to just like what's happening, like almost like finding answer to why am I feeling this way that I'm feeling. And um, and yeah, bro, that, that was really that was really the beginning point, like moved to Australia there, you know, started working on myself. And I'm like, I actually, to be honest, I never, ever in my entire life thought about working for myself and become an entrepreneur. That was yeah, never you, in my mind. What were you doing when you first got to Australia? Had you saved up enough money from the competitions and whatnot? Or were you just kind of, because like you said, it was hard for you to communicate. And for anyone, like, what was the first step for you as far as that goes? And like, would you recommend also, you know, doing what you did when you first got there? 1000% like the, the, like we talk about entrepreneurship as, as being personally growth, you know what I mean? Like removing yourself from anything, you know, everybody, you know, and just throw yourself into a brand new environment. Like you don't get, you don't get a better personal development education than that because you're going to learn how to walk and talk and navigate in a completely new environment. And everything you do feels like, you know, so big. I remember like, uh, Finding a job, like I'm, I'm naturally a, 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 an extrovert, an outgoing person. I'm, I'm very good at like my mom always told me that when I was a kid to like go around and shake hands with everybody in the room when you enter a room. So I, I have that natural ability to kind of like approach people, even if it's just for 15 seconds. So when I came to when I came to Australia, uh, literally from the airport and then into the metro uh, metro station, and then get my Mikey card and then getting on my whatever line I had to go to, to go to the place I went to. I met a guy in the, in the metro, the tram, what it's called in, in, in Melbourne. And we started chatting back and forward and he was from Wales. So over from the UK and he worked as a climber, a tree climber. So one that climbs up in trees, cutting branches off, cleaning trees and that sort of thing. And um, we just exchanged contacts and that sort of thing, talked a little bit back and forward. He obviously knew I was new to town and literally same night, he texted me. He's like, "Hey, bro, do you wanna do you wanna come with me on, on on a job tomorrow as a labor? We need someone to carry away branches and these sort of things." I'm like, "Sure." Went on that job the next day. Um, met the boss. It was him and then the boss. And uh, that job later on became the job I had for the first year and a half in Australia. Um, so cool. I worked as that. Um, worked as a, a removalist, like moving furniture around, and. Um, you know, I met a lot of people from the UK that had like door-to-door -door sales job or worked in a, in a in a call center and that sort of thing. Either worked as a as a you know a, a, a waitress or that sort of thing. But my English was so bad back then that I felt insecure to actually figure out a normal job to have. So, yeah, I worked as a as a um, arborist and then a a, a a removalist and then really just built my self confidence up in, in being in the place, building my English up before I started as a personal trainer down there. Um, okay. So when um, so yeah, cool. that was that was really the beginning there. Gotcha. And then your early days of personal training, did that look what what did that look like? Did you go straight to a gym? Were you in the online space earlier? Or did it like how did how did the transition go from, you know, an everyday job, which I think you hit on really well. I do recommend that. Like you said, you got to learn the culture a little bit, gave you something to focus on, like, you know, you got to 
communicate with people, meet other people. So I'm curious, yeah, when did, or not necessarily when, but yeah, how did you get rolling with personal training? Because you must have still been working out avidly, healthy lifestyle at this time. I mean, those jobs aren't easy to begin with, but um, were you that, still, like, yeah, you were staying on your health and fitness, I would imagine, you know, coming from your background. Yeah, yeah. yeah so so again, yeah, a point to that is like, you know, like I've trained for years and these sort of things right now. So, so I was confident. I'm confident in a gym, like going into a gym is my environment. Um, so, so, you know, yeah, I would, I would train at that gym that I later started to work at. I would train there every single day. And again, just my natural ability to kind of like be some sort of like light in a room is I would start getting to know people and talk to people and what are you doing and blah, blah, blah. So when I, when I decided to like, Hey, I want to become a personal trainer. It was really a, it came out of like, like just, I can't even remember when and when I decided to, to do that, but it was really just about, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm good at that. It's obviously my, my hobby. I'm good at this. I can help people get results with this. I'm in a foreign country because I never, ever thought about becoming a personal trainer in Denmark. It's not appealing. It's, it's just not a, a market for it. So it was never on my mind. But it was just kind of this like feeling of like, yeah, I can do this. I can try this out. I'm on a holiday. Let me just try it out and then see what it is. It would be quite cool. Train people being in a foreign country. You know what I mean? It's hard. Like envision me training people on the beach in that time. So that was really just kind of like the, 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 the beginning to that. So, um, yeah, I got my certificates down there, did that online while I was working at the other job. And then, you know, build a relationship with the manager, talk with the manager at that gym. Uh, what's the thing? How do you get in? How can you work in that sort of thing? So, so when I was done with my certificates, then I came to him and said, like, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I can, I can start doing some work and stuff, but I would have to build everything up from the ground because it's a franchise model where you basically just rent, rent a space. And then you've got to find your own clients in level two training. But I'm like, how does that work? How do I do that? You know what I mean? So, so when I talk to him, I'm like, what if I just stay in my old job and then start slowly becoming a personal trainer, like start coming a couple of hours a day, building up my clientele and that sort of thing. And, and, you know, he was really good. He just said, like, I would suggest that you just quit your own, like quit your other job and then just commit full time to, to personal training, because that's, that's how you're building your, 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 your business the, the fastest, you know? And that was, that was scary. You know what I mean? Because I, I would walk away from a, a income. You know what I mean? Over to like, I have to find my own clients to, to feed myself. But yeah, man, I don't know. The transition was just, it was smooth. I was fully booked literally within the first month. You know, I, I, you know, I did really well as a personal trainer in the gym, you know, the, the highest paid personal trainer. I started doing coaching, business coaching and that sort of thing for myself to really just figure out how I can increase my, my earning capability as a personal trainer. And to be honest, it was just accumulation of many years of doing it myself and being in the right headspace and opportunity meets, or what would you say, preparation meets opportunity. And then boom, I was just a very successful personal trainer almost immediately. So, so the jump was scary to make that like quitting my own job. But then as soon as I got into it, I'm like, I'm really good at this. This is becoming very natural to me. I'm good at the business aspect of connecting selling, uh, market myself, making campaigns and yeah, really just do, doing the best I can as a trainer. So, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, no, that's super cool. It really like hearing your whole story so far, it's really 
been cool to see how that's always just been like a constant in your life, but you were more or less mastering it for the 10 years before that. And then just naturally the opportunity presented itself. Like you're hanging out at the gym all the time. So why not see if you can make a job out yeah. of the gym? And you didn't necessarily seem like unhappy at your other job. You didn't, you don't seem like someone that was like, Oh, like I've got, like a lot of entrepreneurs, like I got to get out of my nine to five to go do this. Like you didn't let like that anxious side, like you really were patient with it. And I think that's something a lot of people can pull from, like no matter what you're doing, if you're still doing what you're passionate about it and you consistently keep doing it, you mm. don't know what doors are going to open. And like, that was just like a really Absolutely. good example. Like you said, it was just naturally falling yeah. into it. Um, now, can you take me through the reality of <laughs> launching an online coaching business today and like kind of what your yeah what that really looks like for anyone out there that maybe wants to take a similar route yeah absolutely and and, and just to, to hit on the last point you're saying there in terms of like being patient and, and follow along with it like yeah i wasn't ready for it you know what i mean as i said to you i moved to a new country i didn't feel comfortable yet with my my confidence in my language and that sort of thing so you know, when I worked as an arborist, okay, yeah, I might look at it. It was it was a hot, tough job. It was 10, 12 hours a day, climbing up, freaking dragging up branches. But bro, I would drive all the way around the city. I would we would do three or four different jobs. I would meet so many different people. And it was a lot of driving around. And every single time I drove around in this big youth, what do you think I was doing? Personal development. Right. I turned the car into a library. I was listening. I was practicing i was training i was reprogramming my mind so i wasn't in a rush man i like i just became better and better and better every single day so it's like i was just training and i think you know to, to hit on that point for people it's like what are this who do you need to become and what are the skills you need to develop to get yourself ready for the opportunity you want to get aka start an online online business AK, get a promotion. AK, go and do something different. Because the reason why you're not there yet and the reason why you're not in it, it's not like linked up with you yet, it's because you're not ready. Okay? Either a, a, a character trait, right? Or a belief that you haven't like formulated enough for you. I don't believe I can do it. Or simply, or simply skills. Like you haven't, you haven't developed the skills to actually go and be able to do it. Okay? So, so, you know, starting, starting my online business, I really, you know, as a personal trainer, I worked in there and literally bro within three or four or five months, I'm like, yeah, I got to get out of this because that was trading my time for money. I'm like 6, 6am, 7am, 9am, 10am, 11am clients, 4pm, 5pm, 6pm, 7pm clients. It was just back to back. But for me, I loved it again because I took everything I did as a learning opportunity. I sat down with clients, I was selling, I was running campaigns in the gym, I was on the floor with freaking 10 different people every single day. Just imagine being with 10 different people every day, 6am, 7am, 9am, boom, boom, boom. The amount of like skills I learned, I was like, fuck, this is amazing. Okay, I would read this book about persuasion, you know, by Robert, Robert Caldini, you know, he was talking about reciprocity. You know, if you give something, you know, like, like you will automatically get something in return, the law of reciprocity. So I'm like, hey, let me implement that tomorrow. Have a sales appointment. I buy the prospect, a, a bottle of water, set it over. And then like, you know what I mean? So I was just training again. Like I mean, the same thing for me right now, bro. I'm like, I'm not where I want to be, but I'm damn further than where I were five years ago, six years ago, 10 years ago. 
But everything I do right now, I just see it as a learning opportunity. Everything I do, okay? Blew 40 grand in the last four months, three months on ads. I'm like, fuck, that hurt. But what did we do? We learned a lot. We did mm. thousands and thousands of calls, right? I hired team members. I learned a shitload. Even it cost me a lot of money, right? Even we probably didn't do it in the right way. But everything we do is a learning opportunity. Okay. So I think, I think, you know, that is really the building block for anybody that want to go into something. If you don't have this growth mindset, learning mindset, I want to evolve. I want to develop. I'm hungry. I'm curious to, to, to learn. Don't do it. Mm -hmm. Stay where you are, do your job as you can, and then just be satisfied with that. Do it. I'm, I'm telling you because you're never going to make it elsewhere. You have to have this innate curiosity in becoming better as a human being. Why do I want to develop a, a, an online business? Why do people go into tech? Why do people start this and this and this? Why do Elon Musk go to freaking Mars? Why do you want to go to Mars? It's this innate curiosity in like, what could it be? What could we develop? Where could we go? Who could I become? Yeah. And that's really all I'm doing at Fulbright. So it became coaching. Yes, it became an online business that I'm doing because it was just a natural next step from being a personal trainer, taking that online, going more into the mindset and high performance. So to answer your question around that, maybe in another way, it's really just about having that innate curiosity and become be obsessed. Okay. Yeah. I have this one on my fridge over there. I don't know if mm -hmm. you can see it. Mm -hmm. Obsessed. Yeah. Be obsessed with your freaking personal development and your personal growth and whatever opportunity that comes into your lap, whether you work for someone else or you do it yourself, you're going to be great at it. Yeah, no, Absolutely. I love that. I think we've really like nailed this and like we've nailed this idea of just like focusing on the person you have to become and then attract really attracting the things you like that are naturally going to come into your life versus focusing on the thing or the object or the result. And like, I just don't see any of that with your story. And that's really cool because as someone who's 22, I always tell people like the number one thing I think myself and a lot of other people focus on is yes, we have these goals. And like the thing we struggle with is like not taking the time to become the person who accomplishes those goals because we're 22 and we just want to get there right away. But like you say, mm -hmm. like if you become obsessed and you put your attention into that, watch the opportunities that come in and doing like mm. just committing to learning and committing to being obsessed. Mm. There's no downside to committing to growth, which I really kind of, yeah. I like how we've been, we've been on that and how you really are a living yeah, yeah. example of that um, has been super. Yeah, what's the, you know, and that's the thing. What, what's the vision? What's the vision and what's the mission? That's something we learn a lot, you know, in, in, in business, something you learn a lot, of, you know, personal growth and that sort of thing. But it's not something you just develop over time. You know, yeah. I have like, like my vision that I've sort of like my purpose that I've culti like cultivated over, over the years is really like, I want to, I want to go all out for the ultimate life experience and make the biggest contribution to the world by helping and inspiring other people to do the same. It's me. Like this is literally me that fits into that like statement. Okay, so everything I do with it, it's a podcast with you, shooting a piece of content, creating a new program, jumping on social media, bringing the team in, 
people and what I do fits into that category. I want to expand and go all out for the ultimate life experience and make the biggest contribution to the world by helping inspire all these people to do the same. Yeah. So people need to, people need to lock in on something that things fits into, AKA, why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you doing what you're doing? Okay. And a lot of the things that, that I think a lot of us entrepreneurs are doing, we are, you know, as silly as it sounds, we're running away from something, something pain, something that, that, that haunts us from the back. You know what I mean? Like, like, like mm. something we've been going through, but also just like what, what excites you? You know what I mean? Like, like for me to build a team, for me to build a big community, I want to big, build the biggest community of people all the way around the world that do the same thing. Why do I want to do that? Why do I want to build a big business? Why do I want to travel around? Okay. I simply just want to do that because it's just fun. It's just fun to do more stuff with people, like-minded people. I think that's one thing that the world is, is, is missing. I think there's a huge opportunity gap in the market right now. How do we connect more like-minded people like you and I, okay, in real life? Bro, everybody wants that, man. I just want to hang out, man. Like, What's a good day? A good day when you're hanging out with your team, you're doing crazy stuff, you're launching new things, you're hanging out, you and I, we go for dinner at nighttime, we talk about the opportunities, we talk about the possibilities. I just want my life filled with good people and good opportunities and good experiences, period. That's why I'm trying to build my own world off that so I can just have that every single day. Yeah, no, 100%. You hit it right on the nose. You talk about like-minded people, anyone who talks to me, that's we're literally in the same boat. I'm just having fun. I'm just throwing paint on the wall. I'm seeing who's coming in the door. And yeah, you know, yeah. I like talking yeah. about bigger thinking and bigger opportunities. And, you know, we'll get, uh, we'll take a different turn here a little bit. I definitely want to talk, um, highlight your fitness expertise a little bit, you know, help people on that end of it. You talked about something um, and kind of metaphors, exactly what we've talked about, but like building the foundation. Let's talk about building the foundation fitness wise. You know, what are some recommendations you have for people to start kind of starting that process of building the foundation so then they can start accomplishing other uh, other fitness goals? Because a lot of people like they'll just try to go straight into bulking or they're starting to just go straight into cutting. But like there's a big misconception, like if you're not even in a place to have your body operate mm -hmm. like that. You can't accomplish those yeah, goals anyway. Yeah. So talk to me about how we can get better about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you hit it, you hit it, uh, you hit it right on there. It's, it's you, you, the foundation means it's stable. Okay. If you build a house on a, on, on a sand, whatever the, the saying is, you know, the house is going to fall. Okay. So, so the foundation and, and, and what I preach around that is like, you've got to build something there is stable data. A, a, a moving point that doesn't move okay so because when you have that that's where you're adding on things you're adding stairs to the house you're adding windows you're adding roof you're adding walls and that sort of thing aka bulk cut trim getting faster getting stronger can jump high like that's all finishes to the foundation but typically speaking you know general 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 the general public like you and i we are you know uh, uh, talking to in regards to that with the health and well-being people want to you know, have more energy, you know, feel, feel lighter and more mobile. Okay. They want to have a lower body fat percentage. They want to have a bit more muscle mass. They just want to look good. And then they want to feel good about themselves. Self-esteem and confidence. That's what 
95% of people want to because they have another life. They have family, they have kids, they have partners, they have you know, jobs and that sort of thing. Great. What's the foundation that you're going to build on the target and the goal that you have? You're not going to become an athlete. You don't want to compete in a bodybuilding show. You're not going to sprint a freaking 100, 100 meter sprint with Usain Bolt. You just want to look good and feel good. Great. Foundation around that. Number one, your nutrition. Number two, your training. Okay. So the foundation around your nutrition that I, that I preach and that we do, it's, it's in the beginning, eat the same thing at the same time for a consistent amount of time. Because when you do that, you build energy and you build predictability and you, you build your habits a lot faster than going on seven different meal plans and changing up your meals every two days. Same meals, same time, same day, and then just continue with that until you build that stable and stability with what you're doing. Okay. Same thing with your training. Okay. I'll, I'll go into details on, on how you could do, but again, work out at a specific time on specific days. And I don't care what you do right now, period. That's how people should start. Cool. Okay. No, but what, what am I going to eat, Simon? Well, like, what, like what's good? What's bad? How am I going to train in that sort of thing? Step two, but that's the foundation. Same meal, same time and work out at the same time every day. That's how you build habits. And that's how you build predictability with you. And to be honest, bro, you could just, with a general knowledge, you can get in great shape just on following that. Where most people fall off track is because they do this. Yeah. Oh, but that didn't work. The plan didn't work. The workout didn't work. The nutrition didn't work. Bro, how long have you been doing it for? 29 days, right? And 14 of the days, you were doing something completely different because you were on holiday or you were on weekend and you had a blowout. Foundation first. Now, moving up to, to what you should do with your training and your nutrition, the way we're preaching our guys in there and the, and the way that I'm doing it right now, is number one, understand the three different categories of your meals. Protein, carbohydrates, and fat. Protein, carbohydrates, and fat. And the easiest thing for you to just get a general understanding of it is take a whiteboard, take a piece of paper, like draw down three columns, protein, carbs, and fat. And just from your knowledge and imagination right now what is in the category of protein great i know you know meat there's protein in that okay there's there's protein in, in dairy you know yogurt there's protein in, in eggs fish you just write down what are the things that falls into that category carbs great what is carbs bread sugar pasta you know rice you know potatoes great and then the same with fat what is fat okay nuts yeah that's fat in nuts yeah avocado, you know, uh, fatty fish and that sort of thing, oils, coconut oil. And, and simply just by writing that out, you're getting this kind of like triangle view on what is actually the things I need to have on my plate. Okay. We use inside the program, we use the five finger meal plan. And, and the approach to that, it's like you have one serve of each category. Now, we, we obviously laying out what are the big portion needs to have in it. But you have one serve of each on your plate. And the way we are regulating and making it simple for people to be in shape, most people want to lose some fat and get in shape, is that you keep your protein stable, one, two, three, and four, five, four, whatever meals you're doing, four meals. Fat, one, two, three, four, great. Carbs, that's the one you're regulating on. 
And if you want to be very fast and very efficient with that, you take four meals, one serve of protein, one serve of fat. And then I would to carbs, one serve of carbs to two of your meals around your workout. So let's say you work out in the afternoon. I would do breakfast, protein, fat, lunch, protein, fat, snack, protein, fat, carbohydrates, workout, dinner, protein, fat, carbohydrates. Does that make sense? I know like you, you can go into more details around that, but it, when you get the general understanding of this is the three different things you're going to focus on in your plate, learn to understand what they are. And then you just, again, go back and eat roughly the same. And the only thing you're going to worry about is move around on your carbs around your workouts. That's the fastest, simplest, easiest way that I've had a six pack for the last 10 years, traveling, being around, and never, ever follow a set meal plan. I just know what my three categories are, and I just manipulate. Hey, I want to get a little bit leaner. Okay, great. Let me move around on my carbs to meet that to meet that level. Easiest, easiest thing to do. Yeah. Easiest thing to do. No, I like how you simplify um, that 100%, because it's like, even just from the beginning, like laying the foundation, like you said, if you don't go to the, if you set those times to go to the gym, and then, like you said, you don't actually do it like we talked about the action like that is the action you've set the plan you know what you have to do it's just about like actually yeah. doing it and then the same thing on the on the food ends of things i think that's a really good way like once you draw it out a lot of people are probably looking at that like even just as you were asking me those questions i was thinking about some of those things and i'm like oh yeah that's really simple because like could you eat a different combination of those things every single day if you wanted to yeah because there's a hundred different way million different ways you could get those things and it eliminates everything else, which I also like Yeah. by yeah. just focusing on those yeah. three things. You don't have room for the yeah. extra crap. You don't have room for the extra yeah. stuff that you shouldn't be eating. Um, and then just, yeah. again, getting into that habit of just buying those things uh, would definitely go a long way. Um, now, I think this is a good time for this one. Now, uh, what's one question you have for the host? What's one question I have to you in regards to, in regards to what? Like, like what, 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 are we, where are we, uh, what first thing that comes to, to mind, you could talk about just about anything. I always like to just, um, yeah. So, so why, why are you doing what you're doing? What's your mission and what's your vision with, with the podcast, with your life, with the business and whatever you're doing there? Yeah, no, hundred percent. I mean, for me, it's kind of funny. I've been really kind of coming to sorts with what the mission was. I think there was always. I liked what I was doing, but I would never, I wasn't like clear. And now just very recently, I've really started to settle on. It's, it's about making innovation accessible. I think I've hit on that where like, I think a lot of people have a lot of limiting beliefs and I've just, I started my first little business at 17 and it was just purely out of knowing I was capable, knowing I was allowed to do it knowing I was capable of doing it. So making innovation accessible, the podcast, how can people like learn from other people who also had limiting beliefs and now are very successful and like, you know, how did they come out of that? So like having the podcast, I know that's a platform where people can get that advice from me, but also people from a lot smarter than me. Cause like, I'm very much the first one to tell people like the reason I do this is so that I can learn and so that I can continue to grow, mm -hmm. but I know it yeah. helps others in the process. So it's kind of like, it's the yeah. best of both worlds. And then, you know, on the business end of things, um, just having a short form content agency and also doing, you know, LinkedIn lead generation really started to kind of fit along those lines for me as well. So it's like, if I can help people 
be more comfortable putting themselves out there, create a streamlined way to do it. And like I talk, talk about yeah. all the time, like kind of having a podcast yeah. format where we're just highlighting their expertise and we're highlighting exactly mm-hmm. who they are. And then we're handling everything else. Um, and then also yeah. LinkedIn, like a lot of people aren't utilizing the power of LinkedIn. You want to talk to high level business owners. There you go. They're not in their Instagram DMs LinkedIn, yeah. on LinkedIn. Yeah. So like, yeah. it's kind of all just, like you said, I came to that naturally by starting to do those things, by trying a few different things. Um, but yeah, really the mission, just innovation, making innovation accessible, I think is really what we're going to yeah. be pushing for moving forward. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of people who watch this and like, oh, I just want to start a podcast. And the reason they don't start one is because they think it's so complicated. And I'm like, you know what? It yeah, takes yeah. me takes me an hour to do this it takes me another hour to edit and it takes me five minutes to release it so if yeah, you don't yeah. think you can just sit up and have a conversation i was i noticed yeah. i was having a lot of these conversations every day anyway and i was like well i'm learning a lot yeah. like let's just yeah. record it and put it out there and see what people have to say about it and like you know hopefully yeah. we can help some people in the process um so yeah, yeah that's really my mission but i like that question i haven't been asked I love that. that yeah i love that and and to touch on what you're saying, you know, it's like, you know, like you really just want to learn, you know what I mean? Like, and that's why you're doing what you're doing. And that's kind of like the, the, the foundation for, for, for a lot of what, what you're doing as well. And it goes back to, to what I said as well. Like, why do people not start a podcast? Like, yeah, I should be starting a podcast. It sounds cool. And Gary Vee and content and that sort of thing. Why? Yeah. I think that's what that like, you are always like, we always the lid of ourselves. you know what I mean? And if, the driver, the real driver is not there. You're never going to do it. The reason why you're not doing a podcast, okay, it's it probably because you're like, why, why am I doing it? I'm not good enough or like, what is it actually leading to? Like, yeah, it sounds cool. Let me shoot one video and then they stop. It's There's something there that's missing, aka where am I trying to take this ship? Mm-hmm. Where are we going? Okay, so, so because like, like you were saying, everything you're doing is just building blocks to the person you're about to become. The podcast is feeding into that. The business you're doing feeding into that because you become a better person. You learn new stuff. And 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 the cool thing is like we can enrich other people as we're learning as we're going along. And that's the cool thing about entrepreneurship and what we do. Yeah, and that's the beauty of like just having this opportunity now with social media where like you don't have to like somebody made this point and it was one of the like social media gurus, but it's like a lot in the old days, if you wanted to have an influence on people, you had to fill a stadium with 10,000 people or you had to fill a theater with 5,000 people that wanted to listen to you. Now, like you, you've done this, I've done this. You can create a post that gets, you know, 60,000 views and you've just sold out the state, the Staples center. And it's like 60,000 mm-hmm. people just listen to what you just had to say and it took you about 15 yeah. seconds and it's the equivalent to selling out like your favorite sports arena, your favorite music venue. And like, that yeah, was yeah. Like, really where I was like, Oh wow. Like that was a good way of yeah. kind of putting that perspective. And like I said, if it helps one, I was actually having this conversation with my mom right before this. I was like, at the end of the day, if what we do helps one person, it's beyond yeah. ourselves. And so like people get so obsessed with follower counts and like, you know, and I'm always just like, dude, if it helps one person, you've done your job. And like, if that's enough for you to keep going, then you're really in it for the right reasons. Like, it's not yeah. about whether it gets 10,000 views. It's about if one person sends me a DM and is like, hey, I got a lot out of that. Or, hey, I want to get more guys like Simon on there. Like, can you get more guys like that? And like, that is awesome. Yeah. Cause it's like, I know I got a yeah. lot out of it as is. Um, and then also being able to help other people. 
Um, now I do want to talk about uh, Bali a little bit uh, because obviously your journey to get there is pretty, pretty interesting, but you actually live there full, full time now uh, for the most part. Can yeah. you talk to it? Talk to me about that process, why you like it there and then how, like, what are some misconceptions people have about, you know, being able to actually make a life in Bali, especially coming from the US, coming from Europe, like they probably think it's like some third world country. And I just kind of want to hear your take on that now that you've been there, what, a year, year and a half now? Yeah, yeah. Well, again, bro, you know, everything, everything I do leads back to people. Okay. All I do leads back to people. People I hire, people I work with is all people that I want to be around. And the good thing about Bali is it's, it's, it's a very unique thing. And, and, and what I also kind of like have in, in terms of my, my, my business ideas moving forward, whether that is some software we want to develop, an application, the community we're doing and that sort of thing, is how can you filter out good people? How can you, it's like 10X, you and I, we both, you know, follow up of Grant Cadone. He's, he's done a great job at creating a brand that filters out people. So when you go to a boot camp, I went to Miami here last week. When you go there, you got, you got something in common. And the one thing you got in common is that you want to grow. You want to become better. You want to think bigger. You want to build a bigger business. You got something in common. Bali, as a brand, as a place, as a location, does that as well. It's full of people like you and I. Mm -hmm. Everywhere. I've never, I've never been in one place that you can strike up a conversation with, 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 with seven, eight figures of entrepreneurs on a day-to-day -day basis. They're everywhere. Okay. So for me, that's, that's like, it's, it's a cool playground to be in because you got the weather, you got the climate, you got the Westernized society. So you got food, shops, massage, clothing, like everything we do, like we have a little bubble of the western world inside it just in a in a tropical little environment plus you have the traffic of people coming every single day whether that is new people tourists usually goes to different areas and that sort of thing and then where i live here it's just all people that live here okay people like you and i that work online and that do things like that so i'm purely here and i purely return back again because of the people purely cool only because of the people if it was you know I don't know. I heard all the places like Tulum or Portugal or Spain and that sort of thing. Also nice places to be, but it's a different vibe. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's more touristed. People are coming in and out and that sort of thing. Here's just very, very livable, very, very easy. The culture for the locals, amazing. They're Hindu. So it's just, bro, you don't see anything here. No crime, no stealing, no yelling, no like stress. It's just you're down to earth. And then you just you just release your your energy and your creativity while you're here, and then you mix it with, with with good people. So, yeah, that's that's why I'm here, and that's why I stay here. So, again, it's it's a Western place. Like prices have gone up crazy. They're building new places everywhere, so you can get like nice living, you know, opportunities from apartments and that sort of thing. So, so you feel like you are in a Western world, uh, but still you're reminded every single day that you are in a in a third world world country. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome, man. I definitely, it's always on top of my head. It's on a lot of guys in this space. That's like a big key point like you hit on. Um, and I'm glad to hear somebody who's actually been there for a year, like getting your perspective on it. Like it really is how a lot of people um, tend to portray it. Now, finally, man, my kind of last question, you know, how do you want to be remembered? It's really like whether it's from this show or just overall, you know, 
so you don't have to go straight to like if you were to leave you know not be here tomorrow but you know at the end of the day you know how do you want to be remembered what do you want people to be saying about you you know for years to come yeah yeah, it's, it's, it's very, it's very simple for me. You know, people, people don't remember what you do and what you say, but people will always remember how you make them feel. Okay. I got my, my tattoo. I'm not a tattoo guy. I don't have any tattoos, you know, but, but I truly believe in energy is everything. That's how I, I live my life. And that's how I try to hold myself to a standard that energy is everything. Whatever you put out there, you will get in return. So if I'm stressed, if I'm in a bad energy, I will just attract more of that. So, so my trademark or my brand and my, my magnetic effect towards people has always been my energy. People want something that I have inside me that, that drive and energy. So my goal, my mission and how I want to be remembered is just, I just made people, you know, realize their own purpose and their own opportunities within them. And the way I penetrated that was with my positive, upbeat, uh, uh, energy that that made someone shift their life from where they are right now to where they want to be simple plain and simple i want to help people yeah i want to help people in that way that's awesome man well simon i can't thank you enough man i do want to wrap this up with you just let us know how we can find you um and then yeah we'll kind of cap it off from there but i really enjoyed this one i think people are going to get a ton out of this so can't thank you enough yeah no, I appreciate you, bro. I appreciate you again, you know, for, for showing up. What time is it right now? It's nine nine thirty Eastern time, you know. So you're sitting there like that's commitment, man. That's I love I love hanging out with people like, like yourself that uh, that are that are on a mission to improve and grow and can we just have more people put together in one room in one place, online, offline, that just wanna do like you and I we're doing? Bro, you're gonna you're gonna have a, a there's no time for war. There's no time for negativity. There's no time for freaking recessions and stuff. Right. Let's go. Like, that's it, right? Like, like, like if we can just penetrate more of that out to the world, like we freaking, we've done our part. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man, uh, you, you can find me on my social media. Instagram is my main platform, Simon Thompson, S-I-M-O-N-T-H-O-M-S-E-N, the Scandinavian version. Uh, Facebook, Simon Thompson, YouTube, Simon Thompson, uh, Twitter, I'm on right now. I actually use Twitter quite a bit right now. I love that as a, um, just to dump my thoughts. Like I would write two or three yeah, or four different thing. quotes that I'm thinking about every day. Yeah, yeah. I just dump shit, you know. So, so yeah, you can find me in there as well. Uh, yeah, I think it's the power coach, the power coach I'm in there, but Simon Thompson, you can search on there as well. So yeah, that's how you can find me. All right. Awesome.